haven't done that. Haven't done what? No, no podcast talk. We talk about. There's no meta talk. Everything that's on the show is the show. This is the show. That's true. But we don't talk. We don't do a show about the show. No one wants to hear that. Right. We don't do a show about the show. But but the last time we got together, boy, was felt like yesterday. It felt like yesterday. I think it was yesterday. In fact. Yeah, it was yesterday. Happy um, New Year, everybody. Hap- and by the time this comes out, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving 2018. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so, we gave it away. It's almost New Year time. We're recording. Mm-hmm. Just admit it. Happy Embrace New Year. Happy yeah. New Year. Yeah. You know, happy almost New Year. I'm excited to talk. We should probably talk about resolutions or, oh. in your case, a hesitancy to do resolutions because they don't work. On on this show, perhaps. why did you just put me into that box? I have no Blanky? idea. Just over there, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> blink, blink, blink. Well, let me think about it. Blink, blink, blink. Today, why does my eye twitch? Yeah, <laughs> this I is mean, Steve's Steve's concerns. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those well, what is this anyway? This show is weekly. A weekly podcast. Yep. <laughs> called Point by Point, <laughs> where we explore. Damn it, our bodies. <laughs> Export our bodies. Export our bodies. Uh, memorize useless trivia. Uh, hang Christmas wreaths. And touch some flowers. Let's get started. Brought to you by Squarespace. Build it. <laughs> Build your own website with Squarespace. Build your own <laughs> Squarespace. Build your own website. <laughs> On the internet. On the internet. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I feel like you could come up with a better slogan. Okay. Uh, square, square, square site. Square site. Square build site. your own web space. You build a web square. <laughs> Actually, Squarespace, right? I've never thought about yeah. that name. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? Is it because a website is usually in like a square kind of browser? Maybe. Sure. And it's a space? It's a space. It's a space for squares. It's got a good mouthfeel, but like, yeah. I don't really know what it means. Well, I mean, think of everything on the internet. It's all squares. Everything, the it's internet like is a series of squares. It's just all rectangles. Your computer's a rectangle. The content's a rectangle. That's true. Somebody posted a picture the day of a toilet whose bowl was a rectangle. Like a rounded rec? No, it was It was a legit rectangle. Oh, legit The inside rec. of the bowl was a, like, uh, was a rectangle, and she was like, whose butt looks like this? <laughs> I don't understand who this is created for. The inside of the bowl? Well, like, yeah, it was like, it was, well, so it curved as it went down, but like when you sat on it. You're sitting into a instead of like a circular space, mm-hmm. it is a rectangle. Okay, it's got like slightly rounded corners, but not okay. enough to, not enough to be like even an oval. It's like a rectangle with slightly rounded corners. Well, I guess how do you how do you sit in a toilet seat and does it? Uh, why are we talking about this? I'm not going to get into it. I just made one little point. <laughs> you got to go all deep. And you're, jump, you're jumping into that toilet. Just yeah, just swimming around in it. Is it how big is it? You know, it's like like pool size. It almost feels like two butts, like bathtub size. Oh, damn it! <laughs> it's not bathtub size. Two. That's biz. called a bathtub. Yeah. Well. Well, if it was a bathtub that flushed, then a lot of people. That's would also called die. a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, but if it had like the ratio of flushing to toilet uh-huh. in a bathtub, then it would be like you could flush a whole human down that bathtub. Wow.
that's just got me thinking about all sorts of things. Well, so, I guess go with it. If a person is really gigantic, like let's say a person's like fridge size, can they use a normal toilet? Like a standard size toilet? Do they even make bigger toilets? Like do, like huh. a gorilla. If you train a gorilla to use a toilet, that gorilla's going to look at that toilet and be like, uh, no, thank you. Excuse me. Not, not for me. Thanks very much. I learned English to tell you how annoyed I am with this toilet. Yeah. Like the gorilla on Planet of the Apes. You think he's using a regular size human toilet or you think he got one bespoke like Johnny Ive, like in his, in his white you know, palace wait, made. Let's, let's yeah. not go too far beyond this point. Okay. Because people love saying bespoke. Yeah. Why though? I feel like in the last like two years, I've heard mm-hmm. bespoke like thousands of times. So let me tell you a little thing about a thing called language and uh, the history of uh, just why did it become words. so popular recently? That's a good question. That's actually our our guest next week is a linguistics expert, um, historical linguistics. He's studies. a linguini expert. He's linguinist. He's a linguinist. Tasty linguine. Hey, <laughs> bibbidi bobbidi. He says. Whoa, whoa, this is racist. <laughs> anyway, Don't do that. Are Italian? Is Italians? Or, yeah, I guess so. I guess that. that I mean, technically, it all is right. It's just kind of what people are comfortable with, and people are comfortable with making fun of Italian oh, people. Light is so. Can we turn the lights off? No. All right. Oh, it's so bright though. Ah. Anyway, so <laughs> next week we got we got a linguist lingua, lingua franca is coming on the show. It's going to tell us a little bit about uh, the way that language is. Uh, and words happen. So, like, there's Dude, a- you can't just make promises on this thing. Like, people are gonna hold us to it. Yeah, that's probably true. So next week, <laughs> no one is coming. No one is coming. They have all died. We are all alone. I'm so sorry. Although, anyways, we- Johnny Ives bespoke. Yeah, whatever. bespoke. So bespoke well, I don't know. I'm I, I, I'm kind of curious. Like, yeah, why why certain words come into come in and out of fashion? Yeah, because right, it, it's a fa- I think it's a fashion thing, right? Like, language is similar kinda, to fashion, yeah. or like. I mean, is it fashion or is it culture? Or, I mean, I guess they're intertwined. But yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's both. I would yeah. actually like to read about it. I'm sure people have studied it a lot. Yeah. yeah, there are words that become very, very popular and then are not popular anymore. Yeah. And Look, that even happens with names, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you were to search Google, for example, Ooh. for for the word uh, that you just read, was, what was the word? Bespoke? Uh, bespoke. Bespoke. And. Um, if you search Google for a word, you can usually see oh the origin of it, right? The origin, and then and the popularity level. The popularity, right? So there has been a slight bump in popularity after like 2010, but the word was originally popular between the 1850s and 1800s, and started declining kind of in popularity around 1810. Huh. That actually makes sense because it feels like more of a old timey word. Yeah. Well. Bespeak? Bespeak is the past tense of bespoke. Wait, wait, wait. What is their definition of bespoke? Uh, well, this one, well, the definition of bespeak is different. But this is over time for bespoke. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But uh, what is the definition of bespoke? Bespoke is of goods, especially clothing that's made to order. Both definitions are that? And the second, yeah, that's bespoke. And then bespeak is of an appearance or action suggest or be evidence of the attractive tree lined road bespoke money it's stupid <laughs> order or reserve in advance nothing means anything obtaining the affidavits that it has been necessary to bespeak to be speak again stupid stupid i don't like it and, all right sorry uh, johnny has bespoke toilets. archaic to speak to and in dis- disgrace bespoke him thus boy what thus a- bespoke yep amandes yeah, bespeak. <clears throat> bespeak. 
All right, Johnny Ives bespoke toilets. I want. I'm. I'm in. I want to buy giant some. gorilla toilets. Giant Johnny Ives bespoke giant gorilla toilets. So, but in a, in a world in a world where gorillas <laughs> are using in a world in a world use toilets, would they make bigger toilets or no? I've n- literally never thought of this. Like, is toilet you size dependent upon human things. size? I don't think it is. Well, no. So, like, here's the thing. I bet big people would want that. Like, if you were, like, a gorilla-sized person, yeah. you probably want a bigger toilet, right? Probably. Am I really quiet? Yeah, you're just really quiet. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would think you would want a bigger toilet. If you're a smaller person, could, like... Small people do they, fall do toilets, toilets come in different sizes? I don't know. Legitimately, I've never thought about this. I've never thought about this. It, Let's get to the bottom of it. One moment. We're going to pause and go to Lowe's. Hold on. We're going to go to the bottom of a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're, we're podcasting we're now here, from the here, bottom here, of a splash, splash, splash. Boy, it's uh, wet in here, here, here. Oh, and there's a mouse. Are we in Are we in the toilet of like a dinosaur right now? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we, should, we have to shrink to get it in there. Oh, I get it. That yeah, sounds like a nightmare. Are you kidding me? She's drinking <laughs> down and going into a toilet? Sure. Yeah. Oh, man. So flush me, please. Yeah. Ah! I, Someone's sitting on me. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Someone's sitting on you? So there's other small people around the toilet who are just sitting wow. on you? Okay. They're sitting above you. So you were saying I was making fun of you the other day? Oh, when Lies. I, I would never. Well, <laughs> I said some something like very... I was going to say something very thoughtful about Star Wars. It's not what I mean to say. What I mean to say is something that, like, wow, you spent a lot of time thinking about that thing in Star Wars. Huh? I've literally never thought of that. That's what you said to me. I would never. Yeah. I didn't feel insulted. Wait, in a mean way? I said it in a mean way? Uh, no, it wasn't mean. Okay. But, you know, it, my, hurt, my feelings were pretty hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. Nah, they weren't really because I don't have any. But <laughs> the, the Star Wars, yeah, you were like, oh, uh wow i've literally never thought that deeply about a movie or something something like that no i think i was surprised that so you were you were talking about a lot of <laughs> potential problems with, with the, the way plot that, of the, yeah of the movie the last and i'm Jedi. like i literally i've never and it, it was true i wasn't making fun of it it's like i've i've never thought of all that, like that much do you, about do a you movie think though. about that stuff when you watch movies or I, do you kind of just accept them i mean so i don't want to give any spoilers but that light speed thing I thought about that immediately. It was like, should have led with that. After she did it, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was like, wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, like that should have led with the that. first thing you should have done. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like space terrorism. It's a little like, oh, kill yourself. Yeah. And just take all your ships and kill yourself so that you can destroy all the big ships. She couldn't have been Kamikaze painted as the kinda. good guy if she did that first. And I think, they I think wanted that's what to it is. Yeah. preserve that. But it's like you realize like you're taking this smart smart woman who's come into this position of power who's like obviously well qualified and does the dumbest thing you could do which is wait for everyone else to get killed and then finally decide to do that thing to yeah, do that she'd thing. done that from up well she'd done that up front yeah i get it as though. a character choice but it's yeah. like it but it also goes against that like well qualified capable leader leader yeah Yeah. it was like well kind of shot that in the foot because now it's just borderline incompetence and (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of incompetence in that movie oh so much i really really enjoyed that i love i actually love that movie i thought it was great but you know uh, that's my problem i feel like when i really enjoy a movie sometimes i over i analyze it more than than a movie i like less it's like maybe it's because 
it's so good that the stuff that's not as good just shows more. Mm. You can yeah. concentrate on it more because like the character development's really great. The the plot made a lot of sense and was really well done. But the elements of it that don't make as much sense are just oh, oh okay, it's a little weird. But I still I loved it. Yeah. It's a great movie. We sort of spoiled a little bit of it, but like I don't I don't think enough. Yeah. I mean, we could put it at the end with a spoiler. Uh, spoiler. Weep, weep, weep. Wah, 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 wah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spoiler alarm. <laughs> the siren song means spoilers. <laughs> hey, how was your uh, Christmas? Boy, just going right into it. Sorry. Uh, should I wind it down you first? Yeah. Hey. Hmm. How do you feel about holidays? Well, you know, something very sad happened to me today. Oh. Yeah. My Nintendo Switch won't Uh-oh, charge or turn again. on. <laughs> so sad. My I world's know. tiniest violin is playing for you right now. <laughs> Wait, let your, me bring it closer. Oh, your video Ooh, game's not working? So sorry about that. Yeah. I did, it's just upsetting. Yeah. Just like, it's like it's, out of the you blue. You get stuck on things sometimes. Hey, I do? Nah. Uh, you're saying about me specifically or this? No, I mean like you as in, when I say like you, people? what I mean is people. Uh-huh. <laughs> what else do I get stuck on, JP? No, there's lots of pe- people no, get but stuck really, on what, What's the last thing I got stuck on? No, let's air our grievances here live, live well, on not, the air. Not things with me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I should. <laughs> So we talked no, about it offline. Things. Probably there's, not. Yeah, there's two yeah. things you can't stuck on. I can't name any others. One yeah. of them is the Switch, and the mm-hmm. other one is your deep-seated hatred for the movie Lady Bird. Why do you hate that movie so much? I don't so hate much? Lady Bird. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but you didn't like how the ending, where she rode off on the motorcycle, but like there was that piece of wire, and it cut off her head. And oh, then there were three terrible. billboards outside at Big Missouri. Yeah, and that one was like, I don't think my daughter died accidentally. I think someone killed her. I'm going to put purpose. up these billboards. I don't really know what that movie's and about. Chief Willoughby. Chief Will. How come no arrests? <laughs> Chief Will be. How come no arrests? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that person from, JP? I don't know, but I was trying to channel whatever words came out of I'm your mouth. I'm pretty sure Sweden. Chief Will How I'm come no sure, arrests? <laughs> pretty sure Sweden. Ding, ding, ding. Sweden's a country. Denmark. Oh. Yeah, you spent some time uh, uh, far away in Denmark. I did. You travel often. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, two or three times a year, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, that'll, that, that'll be fun. That will be fun? Yeah, traveling two or three times a year. It is fun. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, uh, it's just an itch you get every once in a while. Especially if you've done it a bunch of times. Then yeah. you're just kind of like, oh, my ear doesn't feel complete if I don't leave our country. <laughs> but I could go to places in our country. We're going to go to... Arizona. Oh no, and everybody knows. Well, catch us in Arizona, everyone. Catch us At in Arizona point. when this podcast airs. <laughs> Probably will air when we're in Arizona. Yeah, we'll have to record it when we're there. Yeah, because we record diligently and faithfully every single week. We do every week of the year. We have done that almost. Oh, I know for like what, six months mm-hmm. straight. Yeah, we recorded diligently, and then we just you know holidayed. Yeah, which I think is forgivable. Yeah. I hope they are. Listener base will forgive us. Yeah, I think they will. I think they will too. Hey, three of them. No, we have more. Just kidding. We definitely do. Cut this out. We're not allowed to talk about our listeners. No more metas. (sighs) Well, but how was your Christmas? Oh, sorry, wine and dine. How was your uh, holidays? My holidays. It's a. uh, It was three days. 
beautiful um christmas but comes but once a year i have to sneeze so bad and i had to sneeze since the beginning yeah and i can't (laughs) mr blink sneeze (sighs) okay um yeah uh no christmas is good lots of time with family uh do you get any good gifts you don't get gifts (laughs) (laughs) nicole and i didn't really exchange much in the way of gifts because we had gone away so that was our gift to each other oh that's right you went away from each other (laughs) it's <laughs> your gift you go away now yeah i i let nicole have her time every once in a while and mm-hmm. that's her gift now i i didn't get anything major i got some things that are good yeah yeah i got a lot of socks that i like okay yep <laughs> <laughs> i got a 12 credits to audible okay that's good Is that a, oh oh you got 12 books i got 12 books oh my gosh what are you are you finally gonna read the harry potter books okay here's the thing here's the thing seven books seven credits your three other credits are lord of the rings you have two I credits left. lord of the rings listen buddy. but do you have it on audiobook yeah yep uh with your with your final two credits i'm gonna recommend two books to you, you ready books, so you, you lost some credits well Sorry. those two books great you have 10 left if you don't want to read The Lord of the Rings, might I recommend three of my favorite books? You ready? The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Smog. The Hobbit. The Old Testament. The Apocrypha. The New Testament. Can you get those on go. audiobook? Yeah. I guess that makes total sense. And you can but get them for like free. 40 hours long. 40 hours, my friend? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Like 40 days. The Bible is a very long book. Yeah, but like... Mm. I guess Especially saying, if you like, read all those numbers and footnotes. Right, I can't. I, I, am gonna venture a guess mm-hmm. that the Old Testament mm-hmm. can be listened to in forty 60 hours. hours. Oh, you're going, I'm going up. I'm going. Initially, up, the whole thing. Well, is the 40. Steve Jobs book was twenty five hours. It depends uh-huh. on how fast the person reads. Because some people read uh-huh. slower. Yeah, and it's annoying actually. Oh, oh, oh they're reading those genealogies. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not. <clears throat> 40 days that'd be crazy 40 days and 40 nights it's you biblical. could read it faster than that it's not crazy it's biblical jp okay well yeah. you know there I, I learned about this new uh podcast today from twitter uh, okay. about uh christian subculture and okay. i'm very excited to start listening to it what's it called i forget chris sub it's like something about fun churchy fun time things i'll post it to the show notes yeah there you go anyway uh, my my dear friend travis recommended it Travi McElroy? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Magnus. Interesting. Magnus Burnside. Yeah. Well, now I'll check it out. Now so you got 12 it. audiobooks for, for Christmas. <laughs> you I'm trying to think what else I got. You get any hot chocolate? You get any food? You get any treats? You get any snacks? No, actually. No do you snacks. guys do that? Is that your snacky baby? Uh, yeah, we get a little snack. We get a little snack baby. Kelsey's uh, family does a stocking. We used, Nicole and I used to do stockings for each other, and we still do on years that we buy each other stuff but yeah i guess snacks end up in that because you got to fill it up yeah you can't just put like a bunch of smart watches in there or something well <laughs> 40 smart watches sure. congratulations babe we gotta sell our house now <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry uh, apple watch won't fit in most stockings in the box it's a very big box it, it's how big are your stockings it's a surprisingly large box because My, it's an like, iphone it's box. long and flat it's like this it's maybe this long your hands are extended to about a foot and a half. Yeah, about it's about eighteen inches. A foot and a half. Well, you can fit it in long ways. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Why is it so long? Well, it's got the it sits flat in the packaging, in the full length of the band. 
That seems wasteful. Yes. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it seems a little wasteful. Yeah, who it's, knows? Is it how how deep is it? About two inches. That's like the same depth of an iPhone case. Yeah. What in the world? Yeah, there has to be some sort of manufacturing efficiency they're getting from making it. Yeah, like I that. guess. Because like the iPad and iPhones go like almost edge to edge in their boxes. Right. But the watch, for some reason, and most watch boxes are like that. Like when, unless it's a sales thing as well, giving a sense more of like scale or not scale, but like, oh, hey, you're getting this big thing. Importance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and most watches are sold that way. Like, you know, expensive watches. Oh, they, don't they I know com- it? They come flat and they're in a nice, like, long box. Whereas, like, a Timex, when you buy it, is like wrapped around that thing, and you have to have like little tiny squirrel hands to be able to <laughs> <laughs> unwrap that watch. Enjoy your new Timex with your tiny squirrel hands. Brought to you by Blue Aprons. <laughs> <laughs> Giving you food poisoning because you're touching rodents. Round space. Because <laughs> that's what you'll be after eating too much Blue Apron. Or Blapron. Blue Apron. Blue Apron. Do you have a nice watch? Aside right. from your smartwatch? Oh, sorry from my stainless steel Apple Watch with a stainless steel band. That cost you like 1200 bucks. No, yeah, it was about right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a birthday present. Yeah, I know. I know. It's fine. Yeah. How much? What's like? What's the most expensive Apple Watch you can get if you like deck it out? I don't even know what deck right it out would now, be. Right now, I think it's like around $2,000. Jeepers. It used to be 12000 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 what? Yeah, the gold one. The actual one that was made out of gold. Was, was that like, like a limited release? Yeah. It was the first. It was called the, the Apple Watch Edition. It's probably big in like India and China. I think so. I mean, Beyonce had one too. So also America. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, in India and China, they love like gold yeah. things. Sure. So like the gold like phones and stuff were extremely popular there. Right. No, but this one was actually made, actually of, gold, made of gold. So well, they like gold, th- actual gold yeah. things too. But <laughs> I think the most expensive one was close to the $20,000 mark. Jeez. Yeah, they started at like eleven thousand nine hundred ninety nine. I think. Good lord. Okay. Yeah. So, but in the and now the Apple Watch edition is a white market. ceramic. Which white ceramic? Yeah, it's it's beautiful. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at like the service fees, like out of warranty service it, uh, fees on these. Yeah. The Apple Watch edition, the first one, the gold one, it's like a three thousand dollar fee to service it out of warranty. Jeez. And the new ceramic one's like eight hundred dollars to service it out of warranty. Yeah, I mean, what do you even do with that thing? Just crack it open and make a new one. Well, I think that's part of it. I think in order to actually service it for the ceramic, I think you probably do have to destroy the case. Yeah, that makes sense. So they have to do a new case and a new fitting and everything. So, okay, of the market of Apple Watches right now, Mm -hmm. of like just the regular ones, not like super crazy made of It's like 300 bucks. To get an Apple Watch? Yeah. But like the highest end one, I mean, of the current batch. Uh, just uh, the ceramic one. I think I think it's like between twelve hundred and eighteen hundred. Oh, okay. Because you said one was two thousand when you started. I think I think it's around there. Yeah. So you sit down and lies. Is what you're saying? No, I think it's around two thousand dollars. Like if you deck it out, like if you get a really you nice can't get band. Like a, so it's like the bands and the style and the mm-hmm. make of it. It's like it's not. You're not getting a more powerful watch. No, it's all the same watch. Wow. All the same computing inter- internals. So like to a yeah. tech person, it's like really you're. Yes, but that's that is my problem because I think of it like I could buy a decked out MacBook Pro for mm-hmm. like three grand, sure, and I will get a lot more functionality. Yeah, I mean, arguably, no, not arguably. If you use computers as a profession, you're getting way more functionality than mm-hmm. your watch. 
it's just it's amazing but i mean you know i guess watches are like that in general you know people buy high quality watches and they spend a ton of money but it's just funny i don't typically buy things like that but the thing is is like on a macbook pro like you get it in black or what is it space black gray and silver whatever whatever they're offering three colors now color doesn't matter they're all the same price right color does matter on the the, no what i'm saying is it's the internals that matter yeah on the computer whereas watches and other fashion items a lot of the time if if you're differentiating on something like Mm -hmm. you differentiate a movement which is in in high-end watch worlds tends to be it's like the um the number of components that make the dial on the watch move oh okay Uh, and and it's precision but like once you get to a certain point it's like you end up just differentiating on things like brand name materials how do you feel about how do you feel about brand names it's being a differentiator um good i mean that's that's how i don't know i mean that's how i think like a lot of things work yeah i'm not arguing that like my 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 question is how do you feel about it like yes that is the way things work but you can say that about anything like you could be in a fascist country that's super racist and be like well it's the way things work so how do you feel about it well it's how things work well okay but how do you know. feel about it i mean i think that's the way things like work i so branding i from from like a design perspective brand makes sense because brand is supposed to communicate to you what the products that a company sells will do for you so brand is supposed to be like, man, uh, I'm stepping right into your arena. So, anyways, you maybe better, you I better knock this out of the park. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I think I think a, a brand should like if you're talking about a a brand of a company, it should like depending on the company, right? It speaks to the quality of their product. It might speak to the craftsmanship, longevity. Yeah. It may speak to you know being stylish or fashionable. It might speak to uh, being like ethereal mm. or ephemeral. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Like the the brand should be what is it? There's a psychological term for it. Should be um, sort of the C. Uh, not coherent. What's what's the word that's like? They're they're like each other. They should be congruent. Congruent. Yeah. Um. That that the brand should match the products that a company sells. Um. So like if you have a brand like Apple selling a garbage like throwaway product. It's like, well, that doesn't really fit with the brand that Apple has established. I guess the interesting thing to me about brands, and and I could, I'm open to being totally wrong about this, but it just seems like at a certain point, because you've made yourself into something, mm-hmm. you can kind of just release things, and people will buy them for a lot of money, no matter what. And if someone else, if someone else had come out with the same exact thing mm-hmm. of the same quality level, right. And a similar style or whatever, but they weren't well known. They wouldn't be able to sell for very much at all. Mm, no, I don't think that's true because th- that's why you have like think of it in terms of fashion, all right, or clothes, right? Like mm-hmm. clothes, you've got big brands: Nike, Adidas, Reebok, Under Armour, right? Yeah. But then you have and, and Lululemon. Let's say like Lululemon is like a high end athletic wear, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then you have boutiques that sell very comparable in quality to these, but might offer a differentiator of like made in America or sewn by hand, or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're still actually manufacturing their clothes over in China, but it's, it's a 
boutique and it's curated and it fits their specific brand and the type of people who shop there will pay more for that than they would at Nike because they don't want a damn swoosh on their track jacket. They actually want just a well-fitting track jacket that, you know, they don't want a not, damn swoosh on their right, track jacket. That not a lot of people have that gets exclusive, like gets them some exclusivity. Like there's a, there's a reason why, you know, boutique brands are mm-hmm. successful. I think when you're talking in terms of like hardware technology products, yeah, it's really hard for someone like a pebble, right? Even though they like went on Kickstarter and had this like massive backing mm-hmm. to actually compete against a company like Apple. Cause like, You've got well, world's world's like most profitable company, and one of the I think might be like one or two in terms of like market cap right now, like mm. incredibly successful. But they understand how to make hardware products that integrate very tightly with software. So for like a small company to come in who has little to no expertise in manufacturing products, who has little to no expertise in building software that actually inter- interacts and interrelates with that hardware, is using potentially proprietary third parties. Like a third party's proprietary software, aka Android, mm. to like work with their first party device. It's like to actually get the kind of like integration in their device and working in the way that it's supposed to, it's gonna be very difficult to compete with a company that's been doing it since like the early nineteen eighties. Like Apple as a company has been like in this personal computing space for the past forty years. Yeah, I mean that's that's being very gracious to them to say well, that. But like, <laughs> but the, the way no, that the, they the, are now, the spirit, the spirit of the Macintosh is the same spirit that moved that moved into the you know like the iMac, the uh, the PowerBook, the iPhone. I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, obviously, Apple's a wildly successful company. They've come out with amazing things, mm-hmm. but they've had in the past long periods of doing nothing <laughs> yeah and doing I mean, nothing for the market or for themselves yes. or for or pushing yep. anything forward so and to say like they've been around for 40 they've been doing this stuff for 40 years well they did it for like 10 years and then they did it for like 15 years but there was mm-hmm. you know there's a decent chunk of time where they weren't really doing much of anything actually i mean i guess even if you consider the iphone like the point that they started coming back from ipod so, okay, the iPod. What was that? Then, then go even earlier than that to the the four quadrant thing that Jobs introduced when he came back to the company. Of we have a laptop for consumers, we have a laptop for, for professionals, we have a desktop for consumers, we have a desktop for professionals. Yeah, and that like did a, that a, did fine, but it did great. That that brought the company out from bankruptcy and potential going out of business. But would you even remotely compare that? to the iPod and everything that came after it. So the, no, yeah. So the iPhone, the iPhone is the most (laughs) successful product. The world, literally the world has ever seen. Right. But my point is, and probably will ever see, I don't, I don't know that we will ever have a ridiculous statement to make, but there's so so much time. A second went by six iPhones were just sold. (laughs) It's fine. Every, every second, six iPhones are sold. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a $700 device. Every six, six, every second gets sold. Sure. But like in terms of you know thinking like someone like Taylor Swift makes like five dollars every minute, mm. but every second six iPhones get sold. I don't. I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's hard to comprehend a product like a product like in this quantity at that price mm-hmm. ever happening again. Like at least in our lifetime. Yeah, I guess if you include the price, I mean the number of products sold and the market share they have in terms of people actually using it is like dwarfed by Android devices. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, but, it's like close. It's around eleven percent. Yeah, small. 
It's very small, yeah. But among in terms the of the money, they, the money they make is very high. They, yeah, they have 99% of the profit. Right. In an industry where they're only 11% of the market share. Sure. I, I don't even... I mean, honestly, I don't Bananas. even really know what we're talking about anymore, yeah. but... Well, you were, you're, uh, sorry, you were talking about... We are talking about brands. Th- so, yeah, Apple, Apple did, as a company, have a, a trough right like steve jobs left the company they went into all sorts of different issues i mean part of their part of their traffic occurred because of steve jobs completely (laughs) but like the when i when i look at a company like apple in terms of like continuity of brand like i think that that you know that you have like the initial like launching of uh, apple out of you know the iconic story of like out of the garage right and then you have the Mac and then you have this period where like Steve is like going kind of, I don't know, almost like crazy, right? A little bit like, getting, just, well, he thinks he's on a power trip. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks everything he makes is amazing. Yeah. And kind good. of, you know, gets, gets kicked out of his own company, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, but when I look at that, like the, con- the continuation of Apple, I actually look at being like part next part Pixar, like the thing that brought Steve Jobs back into actually being able to be an effective like technology visionary and entrepreneur was like that period of starting next and investing heavily in Pixar. Yeah. He did a lot of amazing things for Pixar. Yeah. And next is a very cool idea and it helped a lot of things. I mean, it, and it it's still failed. being used today and it failed pretty badly. It failed badly. And so it did and it didn't because Apple purchased next. If, <laughs> like on a, as a successful product from a from a software perspective yeah. next was incredibly successful because like if you look at objective c code and even some swift code mm-hmm. principles from next in, including like strings right like strings are prefixed in objective c ns it's ns string mm. why is it ns well ns stands for next steps which was next's os got it yeah. so like objective c comes from like uh, Avi, one of sorry, one of the one of the lead engineers at Next mm-hmm. came into Apple, and you know Objective C got so much traction because of that. And then when the iPhone launched, like twenty years later, like what's what's the language of choice? Well, it's Objective C. Well, why? Because it's a great low level language that's really good at battery efficiency. It's like, huh, interesting. And like everything that they had learned, right, from building Macs mm. now gets and building Macs at like power that are power constrained, that are resource constrained, like that have to do a lot of heavy lifting because of it. Mm. Like they're using on phones, which are power constrained and resource constrained. Mm. And it's like I can't imagine Objective C is actually better than C at power consumption, though. Um, so it seems impossible. Yeah, the thing is, I, I I'm not yeah. sure, but okay. like I think. At least in terms, it's easier to. I think it's easier to manage than C. Yeah. So like, yeah. and and then you know, like down the road, you get things like automatic resource counting, and you start to get like, yeah, more luxurious parts of a language as you start to get more, you know, right, people that are able to introduce those concepts, like Chris Latner and Clang Compiler and LLVM, and like, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, so, so like. I don't know. I, I think you, you still do have like this continuity of brand that happened. And even like during that period in like the nineties where like Apple's going through this like terrible trough, like they had their fans and, and people who would still continue to buy their products because they were still good. There were a lot of them were market failures, hmm. but you know, the principles of the company were still there. Like this, like, you know, 
think different, like being different from the standard boring beige box PCs. Um, so I don't know. I, I think there, I, I think there is power in brand. And I, I think that like, I, I definitely wasn't spaces, arguing that there's power in brand. Yeah. yeah. So my point there, was, I think brands can do things that don't mean much and don't change things very much, but still charge a ton of money for them because of their brand. I agree. And I, I think one of the most difficult things to do is for a well-established brand who's been successful at doing a certain thing a certain way for them to actually break out from that and to try something new. One, because it's difficult for consumers because once you start to do that, you know, people start to flip out. I mean, that's been the problem with Windows, right? Yeah. Like Windows was unable to break from their their trajectory because they had to satisfy their current customers. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't able to acquire new customers or keep <laughs> customers uh, you know, who, who were, I mean, they still kind of did it anyways, but hurt them a lot. Yeah, totally did because the, you know, people couldn't get on the bandwidth. They like wanted windows, Mm. but like, I don't, and I, not to go back to Apple again, but like the, yeah, this is a mistake I made. I know. Cause you're just a huge Apple fanboy. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's like, it's a part of the, I think it's a part of the tech industry that like, I don't know. I, I understand. And I enjoy, um, I I like how much you know about Apple and it, it is informative to me. Um, you do, you do fanboy out a little bit though. Listen. <laughs> so anyway, the thing with the iPhone 10 and I don't have an iPhone 10, I have an iPhone seven. Yeah. Right. And I, well, I mean, I, I probably You'll won't get one at some point. Uh, I don't really plan on it, but, um, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm not probably saying you're going to get year. one soon. <laughs> yeah. Probably next year. But the, the interesting thing about like, you know, the, the iPhone 10 and the iPhone eight is that like Apple's able to do this like radical departure from the norm with the iPhone 10 and introduce all sorts of new conventions and say, Hey, this is where we're heading mm-hmm. while still having a product that is like what people have today in the iPhone eight. So it's a, it's a brilliant way to, to bifurcate and to, to try a new strategy without, you know, completely and totally upsetting a customer base. Yeah. Like you're familiarizing people with a product and again, it's that question of like, you know, could Apple release something terrible and would millions of people buy it? The answer is yeah, they absolutely 100% could. Mm. And I mean, Apple's a poor example because I, I do, I don't think Apple intentionally does things to do them poorly and make right. a ton of money. No, that's, that's not their, there and again, that's, that's fitting with their brand. Do, that do that, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny to hear you talk about because you get very excited about Apple stuff, but then I also read people who, feel like apple has stagnated for years and has not really innovated in any major way you know and and i I think that they're probably living in a cave Uh, definitely not but (laughs) (laughs) or or or, you know writing articles for links like that the 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 like apple is doomed articles and they're it's not that either yeah i mean so for instance seth godin is not really a big fan of Apple's direction in recent years. He doesn't think they've really done anything innovative in a long time. Mm. Um, and he's definitely not doing things for links. He just, yeah. he ha- I mean, he has his, like, he, he yeah. has his, I guess, fan base, if you could say, and he blogs every day and he just kind of talks about like innovating and, and markets and stuff like that. And he just doesn't think Apple's really done anything actually innovative in many years. Huh. And he's, I mean, he doesn't for need him links. or in general. He means in general. Yeah. 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 And and a, I don't know. I'm yeah. I haven't. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's right or wrong, and I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying 
it's it's interesting because you have like an exuberance about it. You obviously, I mean, in a way, you do live in a little bit of a vacuum, uh, like a, a not a vacuum, bubble. A, um, a bubble, yeah, yeah, because you follow Apple people who are very bought into Apple and 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 very deeply dig into stuff Apple does. And I own, I mean, the the primary yeah. computing devices I use are Apple products, like, right, right, right. Um, so in a way you would be the worst person to see the downsides of Apple. I don't think that's true. I think you're having an open mind enough and stuff and you will, you'll see those things anyway. So, but still like, yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting to me, like from the, like I enjoy Apple products. I use many of them. I don't dig into them very deeply. Certainly mm-hmm. not to the same extent you you do. I don't really follow any Apple people at all. Yeah. Uh, and so I just hear things from different people. Uh, there, there obviously are a lot of clickbait things out there. We had a recent discussion about one with the Apple iPhone thing. You know, like there were a ton of articles that were like, Apple reduces power and they finally admitted it. They're just trying to get, right. buy new phones. And like the have, article from The Verge you linked to today. Was, well, the article, yeah, they they did. They were. The headline saying, was like, well, yeah, I guess. But if you read, if you read the actual article. I did. They weren't. They weren't super fair, but they weren't super like negative either about like Apple doing the wrong thing. It, mostly, I posted it because I was like, "Oh, twenty nine bucks, that's great. I'm yeah. probably going to replace my battery because my phone's working fine, but it has slowed down a lot, mm-hmm. and I've had it for two years. So I wonder if replacing the battery would make it better. And if I could do it for twenty nine bucks, why not?" Point being, yes, there yeah. are a lot of junky articles out there. I think there are to say that all the people who think Apple haven't innovated in the last five years or four years or whatever are clickbait, you know, clickbait lovers and people who are just trying to get links or people who don't know anything, I think is very shallow I, description I, of those I people. I think it is a very popular view for people who, and this is all I'm saying, is I think it is a very popular view if you are trying to get people to click on a, a link to an article. Of course. To, to put Apple in the headline in some way, regardless of like what the narrative is. So even if it's, even if it's a good narrative. But you're avoiding the point though. The point is... Yeah. The statement you made essentially said, if they knew what they were talking about, they would think Apple was doing great things. So I, I, (laughs) and I, I still stand by that because like, I, I think like in general, right. If you have to, at least I think, right. I think that if you're looking at it across the board and you're saying, okay, what have they done in terms of like innovating personal security? What, what have they done in terms of innovating? Like, like things like contactless payment, Mm -hmm. like that is Apple Pay is a huge innovation. is is the number one used contactless payment in the world. Like to say that they haven't innovated, it's like, well, what does that even mean? Like they didn't come up with the idea first, or they did a poor job executing on a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's a question of like, well, what is innovation? Is innovation coming up with a good idea or being able to actually execute it in a way that makes people love it? Right? And it's like, sure, yeah. Apple hasn't really had a ton of original ideas. Shoot, they file a shit ton of patents. Mm. But no, you're right. They're they're not good at innovating. They just have a lot of patents. Wow, like, uh, that's not. No. A, <laughs> that's also not a good argument. No, no. no but what I I'm, mean, what I'm, the points what I'm you're say- making sound like they have validity, but the things you use to back them up make them a little weaker. So, in, t- in terms of like. <laughs> in, uh, if if you look IBM at research on if you look at like research on machine learning like on device machine learning like the stuff that I sent you a few weeks ago yeah. about like how how uh, photo processing on device works and how it, it gets keyed mm. and basically like Apple only sends up to the cloud about your images what it absolutely needs to 
and the rest it processes on device. Yeah. Like, so it, it's able to do a match between like, if you have like a Mac and iPad and an iPhone and it recognizes like my face in one of the pictures, it's able to key that face and only share that key across all. So it's not actually sharing like all of my photos in the cloud across all your devices. It's like keyed specifically Yeah. like to like to that. And, and so that way, like as much is done on device as possible, it's as secure as possible. Well, I mean, I, and I think that's very cool. I think it was, it was a very interesting article. I think that they're in a unique position to not have to care about making money off of data. Yes. They're in a position where they make the vast majority of their money off of hardware. But that's an innovation. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, they make robots that make robots that make iPhones. Like, that's innovation. What do you, I, I didn't follow that. So, uh, an iPhone yeah. is made by a robot. Yeah. And those robots are made by other robots. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how anything works, though. Yeah, but Ap- Apple had to design the robots that manufacture the iPhone and then the robots that I, manufacture those robots. Sorry, I'm getting really confused with what you're saying because, to me, that's how everything in manufacturing but that's, works. That's supply, <laughs> but that's a thing like supply chain innovation. Like, the, the fact that they can make 60 million of something that goes mm. mass market in the, in, in the amount of, like, success. And, again, like, it's the most successful product in the world that mm. we've ever had. Yeah. Like, the fact that they're able to deliver that is, like, nothing short of a miracle. But that's, like, that's innovation in the supply chain. And I guess what I'm saying is, like, to say something like, oh, they haven't done anything innovative in three years. It's like, yeah, bullshit. Because, like, if you look at the types of things that they're, they're accomplishing, it's actually kind of amazing. Like, in terms of, you know, the way that, you know... And again, like messages has some hangups, like sometimes my messages do not come in in the right order. And it is so frustrating. You mm. send me a message. I sent you a message. And for some reason they like swap and I see it on my screen. But like one mm. of the things about messages is like they're encrypted on end to end and device to device and they're keyed to your device. Meaning that if someone wants to intercept a message, they can't, it's secure. Mm. Like it's keyed specifically to a device. Again, I, I think a lot of that keys off of keys off of, uh, and you would argue it's innovation that the that's the reason they can make money off of hardware the way they do. But because they make all their money off of hardware, they do not they can be a security minded company because it doesn't matter to them to sell your data and to yeah. do things with your data. Um, so I mean, it's but to say like someone like Google is an innovative company for like yeah Google you know they made the Google Pixel. And boy, look at look at the Google Pixel. What an innovation. It's like, sure, absolutely, 100%. But if you look at Google's advertising, oh my God, what an innovation. Mm. Like, compare apples to apples. Like, Apple's hardware is to the way that Google figured out how to monetize data. About- yeah, I, I agree with that. But my point, so, and that, I feel like that actually feeds into my point, which is that Google makes money off of trying to get all your stuff into the cloud and to be distributed everywhere and to yeah. be able to analyze it. And so you can say things about Apple like, oh my gosh, they care about your security so much, but it's is a product of the environment that they created for themselves where they cared about the hardware environment more than they cared about the software environment versus Google came in from different, direc- different directions. Well, it's not software. So Apple cares about software. No, they, they do. But hard, the, hardware, software, and services. Yes. They, yeah. To them, yeah. The hardware and the software need to be tightly integrated with each other, whereas someone like a Microsoft or someone like a Google... It doesn't matter where it's on. I mean, Google, you know, both of those companies, they follow, make hardware products. They now. make hardware yeah. products now because it's easier for them to control those things. 
but it's still not the main place that they make all their money. Mm -hmm. Uh, but those companies do things with your data that you don't want them to. And it's a product of where they came from. So like, I think it's just sort of a cynical side of myself when I say that, that like Apple gets touted for, well, I don't know. They get touted. You tout them. (laughs) I don't read very much about people touting them, but I'm sure people do for their security stuff and all that. Um, but, but again, that's that's an innovation that they're able to have as a be- like as a benefit of where they sit in the market. Yeah, and I guess the the problem that I I have with like wow they haven't been innovating is like well they have they just haven't been innovating through the lens that you're looking through. Yeah, that's like, probably. I fair. think Google's hardware is mostly shitty. Like they have not done well as a hardware company. They bought Motorola. Mm. Did they? Boy, that went well. Yeah, they yeah, did. And it's it, that was a terrible acquisition because they were trying to do hardware better. Mm. Like they've done like, you know, they've made a couple phones. They do the, the Google Home thing. Like some of their hardware is really good because it's like built on top of that cloud infrastructure that they do so well. Mm. And then some of it's just not. Like the Amazon Echo is the best cylinder home product that you can get because it's built on Amazon's fantastic like cloud platform. Mm. And e-commerce solution <laughs> but like if you look at a, a, a company like apple in that space it's like well, apple hasn't been innovating they haven't made a cylinder like everybody else has it's like okay that's definitely not the point most people are making <laughs> but i guess the question is though it's like what what is the point like they haven't gotten into cloud services and advertising i mean like, i think part of the problem here the with the argument we're having is our discussion we're having is yeah. um you're arguing against a person that I'm vaguely referencing, so you don't really know what their arguments are. I guess I'm just arguing against the concept in general. Of them not innovating, yeah. yeah. But ha- reading a specific instance of it would probably be more interesting. We probably should cut this, because we're kind of arguing in circles, because right. I don't have enough information to give you, and you have tons <laughs> of it. Um, and you're just arguing each potential point someone's talking about without actually having a like full-fledged rebuttal to yeah. be given. Because I'm sure, I'm very confident that there are people who could intelligently argue why there is a lack of innovation in various aspects of Apple. I just don't know what they are. I'm sorry. No, I mean, you don't have to be sorry. I just don't think it's very interesting to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically JP goes like, devil's advocate, that's probably not true. And you're like, here's the reasons I think it's true. And I'm like, devil's advocate, that's probably not true. And you're like, here's the reasons it is. And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) All right. Top three gripes about Apple products. Go. Uh. I don't want to do that. I like Apple no, 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 because I'm gonna I'm gonna give my top three to you. Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned the hardware and software integration because I feel like a lot of times it breaks down. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of problems like syncing devices. iCloud has a lot of issues syncing things. Uh, like you said with messages, especially between desktop and my phone, they're all over the place. Yeah, uh, when it works, it's beautiful. Also, the when it doesn't work, it's iOS is just has been a mess. You don't like it? No, no, I I. I, I never, I always upgrade. I never have a problem with doing that. I know there's always going to be issues, but this one has just been like uniquely hmm. issue laden. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, that happens. They have a ton of users and problems are going to happen. And there's just way more profile when Apple breaks stuff. I'm sure other products break things and people just don't notice it as much. <laughs> I mean, you know, even like when you, what was it? You put the letter, was it the letter I and it became like a bunch of weird letters or something? Yeah, because of the machine learning algorithm that went haywire. Yeah, on like yeah. everybody's phone. Uh, I don't know. That's probably the things I'm complaining about. Yeah. Your stuff costs too much, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't cost too much. It's a very quality product, but it does cost a lot. Yeah, that's true. Surface stuff costs a lot too, though. Yeah. The Surface, Microsoft the Surface stuff. books. Yeah. 
just the surface of the moon costs a lot. <laughs> the you surf- try it. surfaces cost a lot of money. Anyway, it was what's your regret? Yeah. What's my regret? What's your gripe? Oh, my gripes. Uh, well, my first gripe was that messages bug. When that happens, it's it's uh, infuriating. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. My second is uh, I hear a lot of complaints about the new keyboards on the new MacBook Pros. Mm. And I have heard good things about it. Actually. I've heard great things, but I've also heard like a speck of dust gets in and they don't work very. They don't work. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because they're so they're so like little key travel that like anything getting uh, under there upsets it. it up. Um, so like, what do you think about the magic bar? The what or whatever it? it's the, called, the magic touch bar, the touch bar, something magic like that. Track bar. Well, I forget what it's called. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> magic matter. bar. The magic bar. We're the, magic the magic bar. bar. Uh, I was yeah. I don't, so I haven't, again, it's that thing of like, I haven't used it. I'm not sure. I, oh, okay. You haven't I used it. No, I'm not going to love the fact that they got rid of the escape key because I use that all the time for everything. Yeah. I use the escape key a lot and I do actually use like music controls a lot yeah. on it. And if they're not there when I'm in other programs, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'll die. Yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of people be like, I got used to it and it's fine. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody be like, this changed the way I use my keyboard. It's mostly just I got used to it. Yeah, I mean, I I can see how it would be useful, you know, when it appears for specific apps and it's like implemented really well, mm. like a color picker in Photoshop or like sure. volume sliders in Logic or like you know stuff that DJs use or whatever. <laughs> Bullshit stuff. Dead mouse uses. Yeah, no, but like I don't know the the fact that it can be context sensitive. It's kind of neat. It's almost yeah, it's neat. You know, but. You know, it's that question of like, I don't, is it going to stick? I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe Apple's got some good plans for it, but like, man, I, I look at like, you know, touch ID in there and I'm like, boy, like, yep. Next, next step. I think like what people are hoping for is like the face ID stuff on the laptops. Like Mm. almost wonder if they could have skipped it somehow, (laughs) like skip touch ID. Would they be able to do face ID right now? Like the camera that's on your uh no i don't think there's space enough for all the sensors that they need but see. Oh. how do you feel about innovation on macbooks they were not going to get into it <laughs> honestly i've been supporting the same macbook for 20 from 2012 and yeah. i really love I've had it no desire to upgrade i've had a lot of desire to upgrade i mean anytime i use a faster mac or like if i have like it's really fast though it's from 2012 but it's still very fast it is but like if you're used to using an ipad going to the mac like the ipad is so snappy and ios is like it just feels fast. Yeah, I mean, maybe because I've had a phone for two years, that's why it doesn't feel fast. To me. Yeah, I, I turned off like all the new features that came, like in terms of transition so stuff, because they're way slower for me. Yeah. So I don't Thanks know. Apple. I mean, I, I, uh, yeah. I, I sometimes sometimes it feels very slow. I mean, for the type of work I'm doing now, it's like, yep. I just need a word processor and something that can load Trello cards. So all right, one more gripe. One more gripe. I didn't give three. I don't think you did. I thought I did. The magic track bar pad. The fact that I don't know what it's called. You winking at me because I'm blinking weird. I don't know. Winking and blinking. Uh, top uh, big big Apple gripe uh, is uh, I don't have an iPhone 10 and no one's going to buy me one. That's sad. I know. It's sad. It's fine. I actually don't want one. It's That's too big. I want, I want it when they make it smaller. Fair. iPhone 10 is too big. That's my gripe iPhone is too big. Isn't it smaller than the iPhone Plus? Uh, it's yeah, it is, but it's slightly larger than the iPhones six, seven, and eight. All right, you don't like pluses. Mm-hmm. Got it. 
Uh, you just like minuses. But um, bum bum. All right, bum bum. Hey. Losers only. This is the loser cast. Loser cast. Welcome Anyways, to welcome, point. welcome to the a Apple weekly cast. Apple conversation about your hosts <laughs> about about your host Super Apple fanboy Steve. I'm so sorry. And your other host JP, who knows a little bit about Apple and can't really argue it against it's it. So funny that you. Uh, Man, it's just weird. I guess it's just weird to me that like I geek out on programming stuff. I geek out yeah. on like software architecture. Um, I geek out on products. I love good products. Yeah, yeah. No. But yeah, I don't. I don't. <clears throat> Honestly, we could have talked about New Balance or Red Wing shoes or J Crew for an hour, <clears throat> and I would have had just as much to say. I don't know if there's anything you'd have <clears throat> as much to say about as a Apple. Hundred percent. We'll talk about it next week. So it's not that hard to say goodbye. Not at all. <laughs> Bye. So hard to say goodbye. So hard to say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Uh, housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> housekeeping. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, we it also is. have a website. Pointbypodcast.com. We'll take you to all those wonderful places. We also have a Twitter handle. Pointbypodcast. At Pointbypodcast. It's Pointbypodcast. At Pointbypodcast. Yep. It's all of those. And we have an Instagram account. Underscore hot noodles. noodles nudes n-o-o-d-s noodles hot nudes get those hot nudes see you next week